the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Tuesday, and it's the first day of summer. Although somebody should tell Mother Nature that here in Arkansas, because I thought it was summer two weeks ago, <laughs> just to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly what's, uh, what's going down. So, no, today is the longest day of the year. You get the most sunlight today and then the, the littlest, littlest amount of, of darkness as uh, the uh, s- summer solstice is happening today. Now, here's the bad news. Starting tomorrow, days start getting shorter, just so you'll know. And uh, we're getting close to the you know, seventh month of the year. We're not that far from getting to July. And once we get to July, things are going to start, uh, you know, we're going to start moving and start talking about, you know, uh, Halloween. We're going to start talking about uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, we're going to start talking about uh uh, we're going to start talking about the wonderful world of Christmas again. It's not that far. It's not that far away now. Think it's about that. Past. It's past. This year is going quick. I'll be, somebody told me one time that as you get older, there's some kind of mathematical equation about why it seems like it gets shorter. The, the, best, the best explanation that I have ever heard was that... Um, you don't experience new things as you get older. You've experienced them already. So things think like they go past faster. Where if you're younger, it's all new to you. So it seems like it goes longer. That's why, you know, you're young and you're wishing that you could be old. And then you get old and you wish you could be young. <laughs> now, that's the truth. I was going to say, yeah. Your lifespan is short. That's the kind of the way it works. And I, I just kind of think uh, that it's just the way it is, you know. Then no big deal. Yeah. All right. So, Simone is here. How are you to, this morning? I'm, I'm living it up. You're living the American dream. Yes, I You're am. You're doing your job. Okay, yes, well, that's good. She was uh, talking to me before we went on, and she she ran into a problem that I've run into a couple of times. You went and had blood work done. Yes. We're not going to say where, okay? <laughs> we'll just say she went to have blood work, and you got one of those brand new people, right? Apparently so. Well, she she said, "Oh, we'll we'll get it right away." And yeah, she got me right away in a few different places. Yeah, she stuck you how many times? Well, she only stuck me once, but she kept pulling the. Well, needle yeah, in and she out. kept pulling the needle back about a little four bit. four times. Yeah, and looking oh. looking for your vein. All right. Yeah, I had that when I was in the hospital last time. Just a couple of years now, I had a young lady come in, and I mean, she was young, young. I mean, I thought she was like twelve. 
all right but she came in and came to take blood and on the sixth time basically fifth sixth time ah. she moved that needle to try to get in the vein and and i'm i'm a person i get i got pretty high pain threshold but it was getting irritating it's not pain it's, it's, it's a whole psychological yeah, thing she's jabbing me and she says i'd like to i need to try one more time i looked at her i said no nah, i don't think so no <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so and she says well, what do you want me to do i said just go out to the nurse's station and tell them that the patient and, and i said whatever my bed number is wants you not to come back right <laughs> i was never, getting close she, i was there for two weeks she never i never she never darkened my doorway again <laughs> but the next lady came in and it, you know the ones they just come in to and slide yeah. it in and done yeah. and that's what usually happens yeah today. yeah, yeah most of them that way and yeah. i understand Okay, I understand that everybody has to learn. Learn, not on me. They don't call it practicing medicine for nothing. Right. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but when you go over twice, yeah. I think you need to go work on an orange or something. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you stick. Because uh, look, I give my shots. I give myself shots every day. I got to do insulin every day, twice a day. Plus, I got this little pin that I got to stick myself with. And the only thing bad about that is that I'm beginning to get bruises in the areas where I'm sticking myself. And I, I'm thinking about I'm going to go to Florida in September, and the last thing I want to do is for people to think that my wife beats me. <laughs> you didn't get the sandwich with me. <laughs> oh, the, I don't want that to happen. All right. Okay, so last week. We had told you about a story that was happening up in uh, northwest Arkansas, Franklin County. And what Crawford was County. Crawford. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think it was Franklin. Which, isn't that where she put in her her paperwork? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think that's it. It's three counties mm-hmm. that meet. And uh, the lady's name was Harris? Was Jody right? Harris. Yeah, uh-huh. it was Harris. See, I'm remembering. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> A lot of drinking since then. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. I knew you tied one on. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, I got a hold of John Thurston and asked him about problems that had uh, come up up there. And uh, the Secretary of State could not make any statements because they had started a, a, a lawsuit. So he's not able to you know come out and say anything so we're just going to have to kind of wait until the judges figure out what they're going to do and didn't she say that could take as long as like four months i don't know i don't remember it was it seemed like it it, it led right up to november Mm -hmm. you know which is going to be in the general election so uh we from what we've seen uh, through different people who've been writing about it, newspapers up there conduits written about it other people written about it we're just going to have to sit and wait right see what yeah. the judge has to say that's just where it's at right now so keep that in mind we're we haven't forgotten about it we're looking at it uh conduit was going to come on today and then uh, brenda uh, vassar uh, remembered she had an early morning appointment uh, which meant that she couldn't be on early. I was going to have her on at six thirty-five, and uh, their person who does a lot of their uh, news, uh, kind of their public relations person, uh, has COVID, oh. and so oh, wow. she's 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 kind of out of pocket. So nobody could 
could do the show today. Uh, but I want to talk about what's going up uh, there in northwest Arkansas about uh, Walmart. And, uh, you know, Tyson is part of that deal up there. Both of those companies have gotten woke. Yep, they have. Woke. Here's what I say. Be awake. Yeah. That's what you need to be. Just be awake about what's going on. You don't have to be woke. You don't have to uh, fall into uh, what they believe in. Uh, Walmart, I guess some people attacked uh, a story uh, that that Conduit did about this celebration that they're having up there in northwest Arkansas with with, uh, Walmart. But they're going to have some drag queens up there and have drag queen story hour and that kind of stuff. And they reported on it, and people called them, said, that's a lie. Well, they produced the flyers that are out inviting people to come to it. And suddenly everybody got real quiet and went, oh. Oh. You know, and keep that in mind uh, because Walmart – and I don't know that much about Tyson. I'm sure they're involved because they're such a big company. But I know for, for a fact that Tyson has tried, has tried several times now, has succeeded on a couple of times, to get involved with what's going on here in the state and change laws. Uh, this happened a few years back when Bob Ballinger, I think at the time he was still a state representative, uh, put together the RIFRA law, the Religious Freedom Act. And uh, he'd got a buy-in from the governor and for people uh, of the party, and they were going to pass it. And just before it was going to go through, Asa said, wait, wait, there's some things that need to be changed in this. And in the halls of the, the Capitol... It was well known that Walmart had sent the governor a letter. <laughs> now, I never saw the letter, but I can only imagine because they've, uh, they've stepped in a couple other times. And uh, what happened is that the, the governor rewrote that law uh, and, and literally watered it down uh, here in the state. And uh, Jerry Cox from Family Life Council and I have talking about that since it happened. And he says that it's still a really good RIFRA law, but it would have been a lot better if it had gone through the way Ballinger had written it at the very beginning. Bob Ballinger was told that the governor was on their side, that he was ready to, you know, if they passed it, he'd sign it. Hmm. So... Uh, and then Walmart got involved here lately on some other things that have gone on about LGBTQ and uh, has, what was it, the, the hate law, hate crimes law, right. where they wanted to get that passed. And uh, the, the legislature would not pass a hate crimes law. What they ended up doing is uh, passing uh, some laws for to make sure that, um, you know, it sounded good, but really, as far as I was concerned, nothing was going to come out of it. And because you don't, why do you need a hate crime law? I've ne- nobody has been able, ladies. I'll let you talk about this. Nobody has been able to convince me that if you kill somebody, it's out of love. Yeah, <laughs> or it's anything. It's out of like disla- dislike. Love. I've never got that. You know, if you mm-hmm. beat somebody senseless, you know. 
just rule against them. They're not loving people. They can't play nice in society. Right. Put them away. You know, I personally think, you know, Arkansas is right to keep the uh, the death penalty. You know. Well, there's there's obviously there's something there that's causing this person to act a certain way. No matter what the reason is, it's not out of love. So, what is the point of a hate crime law? I don't I don't get it. Other than some enhancement. How many times can you put somebody to death? Right. I think once, and then you should be always giving the person the sentence they deserve for what they've done. Right. Well, you're going to tack on another five years because oh, we know now that you don't like them. <laughs> Well, if you liked them all that much, you probably wouldn't be beating them up. I agree wholeheartedly with that. It's a, and it leads to other things, and we'll talk a little bit right. about that when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me remind you about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Eric is back with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I went over and saw Eric at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh, just the other day. Uh, he's got uh, he's put in some really nice new flooring and things of that nature. He's got some new uh, things that he's going to do with uh, some some cabinets and uh, drawers that slide out so you can look real closely at the jewelry and things of that nature. And then wine was mentioned. I didn't <laughs> I didn't get into the the specifics of it, but he's going to have evenings for you ladies to come over and have a glass of wine and look at the jewelry and things of that nature kind of schmooze that way but hillcrest designer jewelry's been around for over 40 years and eric has always loved doing jewelry i mean he loves gemstones and he loves working with them so uh, you can turn to him and his staff uh, for wedding and engagement rings, uh, real estate sales, custom designs, all of that uh, with the folks at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Go over to 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard. They're in Suite E. You can't miss it. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or you can just call them if you want to, 501-246-3655. Now, he's got a cool program going on. Let's say... Yeah, a parent passes away, and they had they had you know your mom had a lot of jewelry or something. You can put that in a, a a little box or whatever, and take it over to Eric, and he'll tell you what it's worth, you know. Or you can uh, you can get uh, uh, that amount of money put in an account, basically, uh, to be used on buying new jewelry right there at mm. uh, at uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. But stop by and see Eric. Man, he is he's a nice guy. He'll give you a good price. If you need a custom design, he'll take care of that. If you need a repair, he can take care of that. And that's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, right here in Little Rock. Lori just got something sent to her, the flyers, for this deal that's going up right. in, uh, in northwest Arkansas. And, again, they attacked... Uh, uh, the folks up there at Conduit saying that, no, they're not doing that. That's not what's going on. Now, one of the flyers is about Walmart, and it's about uh, uh, they're going to have thing for the for the drag queens, right? And that was on the, right. the blue there. Mm-hmm. It, it said one at one thirty and, and one again at what five thirty or something. 
at 3, oh, and three. then another one at 3.30. This is the Tyson Main Stage, apparently. Oh, it's Tyson Main Stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. This mm. is at... So whoever said they're chicken, they're not chicken. Right. <laughs> be, loud, be loud, be proud. Yeah, Walmart and the Tyson Family Foundation are on the bottom of the flyer as really? a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and then they've got the the Northwest Arkansas Pride Youth Zone for the children and um it's it says the walton art center um and there's a drag show for them and there's story time at 3 30 with drag queens right yeah Let's see what it is what yeah is it with now, what, story what, what was time the one miss miss gay arkansas miss or gay something arkansas apparently is going to be at story time and the person that sent it to me circled it. It looks like it says two thirty, maybe okay. story time. Um, yeah, so that's the kid area, I guess. Um, and they've got Glitterville. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I can um, only imagine the official party of Northwest Arkansas Pride. And you know, I don't think people care. They really don't. I mean, m- nobody cares if if someone's gay, um, but. Don't mess with the kids. Well, it's already an over-sexualization of our kids, period. No matter if it's gay or it's hetero or anything. Our kids are over-sexualized as it is. Yes. Let alone... Well, they had a big story just yesterday about Amy Schumer talking about Selena Gomez being over-sexualized at a young age when Mm -hmm. she came out singing and whatnot. Biden's daughter, that was uh, in her diary, too. Was that she was oversexualized as a as a young girl, or hypersexualized? I think was the way they put it, and uh, among other things well, like taking walk. showers with her dad. <laughs> uh, that's kind of creepy. It's it a little uh, creepy. I hope that they, she wasn't checking out the hair on her on his leg. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, all you got to do is walk through the rows of Walmart in little girls' clothing to know that they sexualize little girls now. Yeah. Right. I mean, you look at uh, what they want you to put your your child in, and it's like, I can tell you if I had little kids now, that's the last place I'd be out, you know, buying clothing. Mm-hmm. I've bought some of my you. cutest miniskirts in the little girls section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you can still get in them. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. All right, so anyway, this, this stuff to keep in mind, and uh, mm-hmm. you, this goes along with the Walmart letters that come out it came out you know we talked a little bit about the hate crime legislation and uh and uh, the legislature didn't bow down to him the governor tends to bow down to him. yes he does you know as far as that he because they're a big big corporation i mean i don't expect to see walmart pick up and leave arkansas anytime soon uh but you know, if they keep pushing a lot of the stuff that they're pushing, maybe it is time for them to leave. Well, they need, need to go to California. Yeah, they can move back. They can go on over there to California right. or whatever. You know, well, Walt. You know, Disney found out that you couldn't push Florida around because right. they tried to, mm-hmm. and it didn't work, and they ended up losing close to sixty-five billion dollars. No, we don't have a governor like that here. Well. <laughs> Uh, not not now we don't right. maybe that will change hopefully if, if it's sarah maybe uh she'll you know have the backbone stand up and say hey you know she may not do it 
out publicly, mm-hmm. but maybe call them and say, don't send me letters. I hope so. Yeah. It doesn't have letters. to be publicly, just as long as it's taken care of. Right. Yeah. right. You know, just, just stop. All right. We're, we're glad to have you as a part of our of our state, but you're not our elected officials. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I said the last time when they sent the letter about the hate crime legislation. And uh, I forget what the uh, the CEO's name is. And he signed it. And I said, you know what? If this is how you believe, run for office. Mm-hmm. Right. Get yourself elected, and come on down to come on down to Little Rock when they have the general uh, uh, assembly, and um, make your thoughts known at that point. Right. I think you'll find that we don't take to them too well, right. or as my dad says, we don't cotton to them <laughs> very well. I think that's one thing that makes people disgusted: is corporations uh, tampering in politics. You know, that's just something that. You know, you hear about, and it just turns people's nose up to where they don't believe in the system at all or where they get disillusioned, disenchanted well, with the system, period. I'm going to tell you what. I am a firm believer in the go woke, go broke thing. Right. All right. I really, I really am. Look at Lightyear. Now, I thought that was going to be a huge movie, the new movie about Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. uh, with Chris Evans. And they were expecting an opening of $135 million. It's got a gay kiss at the beginning. They only did 85 We continue here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. 25 minutes to 7. Let's go back uh, yesterday. The president was out walking on the beach in Delaware out by his compound that he's got there. Nice place. Nice place. Guess if you can afford it, you should get one. Uh, but uh, he was out doing his thing. And he was talking to uh, uh, the press, and they were talking to him uh, about uh, the gas prices and inflation and, and all the, you know, all the different things that are going on. And again, he let out uh, when he was talking about uh, the gas prices, he says, hey, look, you know, this is not a bad thing. This is not a bad thing because it's it's moving us it's moving us more quickly towards electric Renewables. automobiles. You know, as his mother used to say, as he said, <laughs> yeah. as my mom used to say, there's always something good to be and everything awful. Aren't aren't you really excited that the president says, yeah, go on out there and and buy yourself. Uh, a new electric car. First of all, hopefully you'll be able to charge it. But number two, it's only going to be about $52,000. Right. I don't know. How many of you have that kind of money right now? I don't. I'm I don't have end. that. Yeah, I'm, I don't make that kind of money. I know there's a lot of you who think I do uh, because <laughs> you, you, you talk to me about it. Well, Dave, you make blah, blah, blah money. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, Rush made a lot of money. But he was uh, the Abbey Normal of it all, quoting from Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. You know, so just just keep that in mind. Uh, most talk show hosts or radio people don't make that that, that kind of money. I mean, ask Heidi; she'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> she'll she'll be honest about it with you as well. That's my producer. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, our salaries are pretty big too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, you're a here's your problem. You're a you're a business person. Since you're a business person, you're one of those greedy people. Of course, you're making big money. 
Yeah, I'm greedy. I, mean, I, I want the big what, bucks. I negotiate the big bucks for my contract. It amazes me how many young people think that about people who own businesses, mm-hmm. that they're all making money hand over fist. And I'll just, I'll just tell you what they all say when you say that. I wish... Right. Business is not a public service um, charity. Let me tell you something. Back in 19, what was it? It was the late 90s. Okay, so we've got to go back a little bit here now. Uh, I was working in Lexington, Kentucky, and this guy called me uh, during my show, and I was talking about business. I was talking about capitalism was what I was talking about. And he said, he says, well, you know why people, and he would, this is a guy who is serious as a heart attack, all right? He says, businesses are made to give people jobs. <laughs> and I said, where did you hear that? He says, well, that's what I've always been taught. And I'm saying, you were taught wrong. <laughs> Businesses are made to make a profit. Right. And because they can make a profit, they hire people and pay them certain amounts of money for their talents to keep the business viable for and making money. Right. right. But it's, you know, what can they afford to, mm-hmm. to give? Now, if they, if they can't pay you at that time, if they can't pay you uh, $7 an hour, uh, you can go work for someplace else you know that that's your power that you have how much is your talent worth now you might think your talent's worth 15 18 dollars an hour but (laughs) let me tell you what if it isn't don't be surprised if you don't get hired Mm-hmm. Well, they're getting $15 an hour for drive-through sometimes, or they want $15 an hour and they can't get your order right. No. I mean, you know, right. they can't they can't do the simple task that uh they're they're given, you know, and they but yet they're demanding certain amounts of money. I mean, mm-hmm. did you ever think thought you would see the day that you went to the drive-in at uh Burger, not Burger King, McDonald's and you bought a uh, a QP2, okay, that's quarter pound yeah. of C with cheese. And it was going to cost you almost five bucks. Yeah, you can't make it out of McDonald's or any. I don't eat a lot of fast food, but I know anytime I go to any of those places, it's you can't make it out. It's $30 or something. I was going to say $30 to and get out of And that's fast food. Fast food used to be cheap. fast and cheap. Yeah. They've taken the cheap out of that now. Yeah, it, it may be fast, and sometimes that's questionable. It's questionable. Yeah. But, but Chick-fil-A is fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A is good, too. Yeah. But it's expensive, just yeah. like everything else. Everything else is the same way, and it keeps going up. Why does it go up? Because, you know, uh, if you're a state and you say that the minimum wage now uh, for businesses is going to be $15 an hour, you got to raise your prices to make up for the wages. Labor is the most expensive part of running a business. And that's why you're seeing more and more businesses Become automated. Mm-hmm. Well, just so they to don't be have competitive, they you never, have well, to they raise never get your... sick. The machines right. never get sick. Mm-hmm. None of them get pregnant. Yeah, you know, you get all these different things that can happen with a worker that you don't have to deal with. They anymore. don't write nasty things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 true as well. Hey, uh, before we get back into talking here, let me quickly jump in here and say ICU protection with Billy Mac wants to be your security uh, person. Uh, I've had them now for two months. They're great. It works fantastically. If anybody drives up in my my driveway 
on my my uh, my phone, I get a video. I know what the car is. It's on long enough for the person usually to get out. It whistles at them. The camera does. <laughs> That's what it does. It sounds like it's you know. Tweet tweet. Yeah, lets it whistles and makes them look up at the camera, and I can see their face at that point, and. Uh, I can save all of that if I need be, uh, need do, and give it to the police. Download it for them. goes up in the cloud, wherever the cloud is at. I don't know where it's at. But it goes up in the cloud, and uh, you can have that uh, for your protection. Uh, the other thing is, is they put all this hardware in, cameras and, and sensors and motion sensors and all the rest that you need, and you don't pay for any of that. All you do is pay for the service. Call Billy Mack and talk to him about it. Uh, they'll help you out at 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. All I can say is, it's worth it. It's Billy Mack and ICU Protection. By the way, they're the folks that do the security for Nuke One. So if they if they can you know protect the nuclear reactor, they can probably protect my. Uh, my house, as far You're as that's concerned, yeah, yeah, can do that. So, you know, we've we've talked about what's going on uh, with uh, these companies, and we zeroed in, of course, on Walmart and Tyson because they're such big companies right here in in Arkansas. But they're they're trying to get into our business uh, there, in you know, as far as. Uh, uh, the legislature goes, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll let you know what's going on. The Chevron CEO says he is pessimistic. Now, remember just the other day, the president told the oil industry to produce more gas. You remember right. that? Get right at it. Yeah, get, get at it. What's going on? Well, uh, the CEO from Chevron said he is pessimistic about the United States building another oil refinery right. ever. Right. Ever. Never again. The United States Institute for Energy Research Chevron CEO Mike Worth says he doesn't expect another oil refinery to be built in the United States ever again due to federal government policies. The last significant refinery built in the United States was in test. When was it, Lord? 1948. Okay. Um, I would say the 70s. It was 1976. A small refinery came online in 2020. They started and so they came on in 2020 uh, in North Dakota. Over the last two years, due to reduced demand from the pandemic and President Biden's stated policy to reduce the demand for petroleum po- products, remember, he said by 2025. He was going to do Phase away out. with uh, fossil fuels. Okay, dirty, dirty fossil fuels. Uh, and U.S. refineries have been shut down or repurposed to become biofuel refineries in a business where investment have a payout period of a decade or more. It's unlikely for investment to be spent on policies where the demand is to be reduced. I want you to think for a moment. They will t- tell you to even get started to build a refinery in this country if you wanted to build one, just to get through all the government forms. Eight years. See, that's ridiculous. 
And, and, and to do that, you got to get all the money lined up first. And you have to have your projections that that's even going to be a viable that's thing exactly to do. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And there's a refinery that's getting ready to close in Houston, Texas, because of the new EPA rules for them to refit the refinery to be able to make uh, those rules it's going to cost them 1.6 billion dollars wow and so they're trying to sell and guess what nobody's buying Mm -hmm. so it's just going to be sitting there right and the biofuels add to the food shortages because the yeah you're eating the food you're you're burning the fuel you should eat you know corn basically what it is that's not helping out so uh, Biden, you know, he's been warning people now for years that they were going to find a way to move the world away from the use of fossil fuels. And look at what's happening in Europe now. Did you see what's going down in Europe? They're using coal. They're going back to coal. Yeah. Why? Because, hey, the United States isn't producing as much uh, natural gas as we were under, under Trump. We were getting ready to sell liquefied natural yep. gas to the Europeans. Now we don't have it because you got a president don't want it. Well, and even if you and, and even if you do, you got these uh, green groups that put lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit against these companies uh, that are trying to build like uh, a place where you can load up a port right. and load up and send it over to keep them from building. And Putin's doing just fine through all this. No, of course he is. His rubles doing great. You know why? Great. You know what he's selling? You know where he's selling his oil? China and he's India. Selling, he's just selling it to China, basically. Yeah. The big old tankers are going to China. Yeah, that's what we need. Let's make China stronger and us weaker. Right. And it's it's just great policy. That there. is stupidity. It really is. All right, a break, and then we'll come back and finish up uh, this hour with the uh, the panel we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, what's going on today today's an important day it's election day again all of the mm-hmm. runoffs today go to the yep. you need to go to the polls today if you get a runoff in your area of course uh, i think I, I i need to get over because i want to vote for judge carnahan for the supreme court uh don't forget uh, of course david lucas and what uh, he's up to he wants to teach you about how to buy gold and silver uh, you need about 15% of gold and silver, precious metals, in your uh, your nest egg for your retirement, just so when you have inflation like we have now, that's your hedge against that inflation. So keep that in mind. Uh, you don't know how to buy gold and silver? I mean, do you? how much of it do you want of gold and silver in your hands that you can put in you know, a safe at your house? How much do you dare take as a certificate and trust that the people you're buying the certificate for if you ever need it that they have the gold behind it so uh, keep that in mind call uh, 501-222-3315 that's 501-222-3315 and uh, david lucas financial will let you know that they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust plus uh, you'll be able to learn everything you need to know about buying silver and gold. Again, their number is 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Okay, back with your big day today, if you didn't know. Uh, today is election day for all of the runoffs. So uh, if you're up there towards Batesville or whatever, uh, don't forget about uh, Peyton and Sturch. They're running it off. And mm-hmm. uh, let me just 
put in my two cents, vote for John Payton. Absolutely. You know, and Rebecca uh, Davis. And I was going to say yes, Rebecca one. Davis. Yeah. Right. Yep. She's the definite conservative in in the District One JP race. If you're in um, Roland and the western part of Pulaski County, I think it goes down Schnall to. Uh, like uh, off Lawson, Colonel Glenn. She's now, the you, one. you were saying that uh, you can go to, if you're here in Pulaski County and you want to know where you got to vote in, because every place is not open like it is just right. on a normal election day. Mm-hmm. So uh, to find out where you go to, what do you got to do? You can go to www.votepulaski.net and enter in your information, and it will pull up your voting location that you're supposed to go to. And if you scroll down to the bottom, it will actually show you – you can click on and see the ballot that you're going to be voting so that you know ahead of time. You can look and see who you're going to be – you know, who you can vote for. Okay, I just heard from one of my sources that the judges' race – between Robin oh, Wright, Win, Win, yeah, and uh, Judge Carnahan is not until November. Really, the judges' uh, runoff is different. What a big surprise! <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the normal, the normal for folks. So I don't have to worry about. Uh, well, I still want to go because I don't know if there's any other runoffs in my area. So well, I just a, want to go and check it out. I know that there's uh, – it won't be in your area, but there's a constable race, too, between between um, Chris Powell and Wayne Ball, I believe. So that's another another race. But the JP really is important. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they control your county money. And, and we need more good conservatives yes. on the Pulaski County Rebecca, right. Rebecca is the one to vote for because, um, you know, you lose you. You know, if you lose that position, it's been held by Doug Reed for a long time and he is a conservative. And, you know, you like I've told you before, they can raise your taxes without you even getting to vote on it. Oh, yeah. He can. So we need the person who's going to be the most conservative person. you know, fiscally and otherwise, and and that would be Rebecca. So. That's too bad yeah. that Doug uh, is not seeking, right? You know, because you know he stood up against them. Oh yeah, about the masks and mm-hmm. stuff, and he filed lawsuits, and he took a he 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 was punished for it. Yeah, he was just the way that's the way it mm-hmm. typically goes. He's punished for it. that. That's why I'm so excited about school choice mm-hmm. and what's happening. What I'm hearing. That's happening with uh, Sarah Sanders' people talking to the Republican Party that uh, school choice and uh, the money following students seem to be have gained a lot of traction and we it's going to that. be part mm-hmm. of 2023 in the General Assembly. Uh, and that's because somebody like, you know, Bruce Westerman, who's now a congressman, in 2020. Uh, 2010 tried to get that through and got demonized. I mean, pariahized. Is, <laughs> is that a word? Uh, you know, <laughs> sounds uh, good. As far as as that was concerned, because that's something he brought up because it was a way to get around. Uh, at that point, uh, the Lakeview case, which all is all about equal money for all the students, mm. and he says, "Well, how much money we want to give to a student." That's going to go to school in Arkansas. Take that amount of money and let the families take it to whatever school they want to. You would have thought that, you know, he wanted to put up a, a statue of Satan in front of every public school in, in Arkansas. They were aghast. Although for the left, they probably would have gone for that. 
All right. But even people on the right don't understand what's going on in public education. I think they do now. I think that they're getting it. Mm-hmm. And how what their kids are being taught is not what you signed up for, right. basically. Well, COVID, when kids were home yeah, and they COVID, started they started, it. right, and started seeing what were, what their kids were being taught. Yeah. And, we're and what they weren't catch being up. taught. Right. Yeah, we're always playing catch up on the agenda of what's actually happening behind us or, you know, well, in front of us, basically, in front of us. I think you would children. agree with me that most parents thought that they could trust their public school system. Right. All right. I know my parents thought that until they tried to go to the new math. That was in mm-hmm. Indiana. That was back when I was in fifth grade. And the new math that they called it then is the same thing that you see for Common Core now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember what the textbook looked like. Well, still. I got an idea when my kids were in school, and that was that was about, what, uh, eight years ago when my kids were still in, like, high school and everything. And just starting up when they were uh, – trying to push the early CRT, like openly CRT-type stuff. Yeah, well, my parents, that's the, that's the only time I can remember they ever went to the school board meeting, and they put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. So many parents came out, and uh, the new math stopped in Indiana, but what it meant for, uh, for my age... Uh, students, we had to do an extra semester of fifth grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that we could catch up with our math because we fell so far behind mm-hmm. in just a matter of months. And now we've got kids that can't, that are scoring so low on yep. math, that can't read. And they're just passing level. them on. They're yeah. just passing yeah. them on to the next grade. Yep. So anyway, you keep listening here to the Dave Ellswick shows. Like I told you, I am going to run for school board cabinet. Good. And I'll put myself yeah, on the ballot and see what what I can People if I can to. make a make a change. Like people have to start stepping up and running for office. Regular I agree. People. I've never, th- I've thought about it, but then uh, being in the business that I am, I thought, eh, probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> but this, I'm I'm going to get involved in the very basic dirt level mm-hmm. part of politics. And we'll find out how dirt it is. All right. right. Good. Yeah. You got your wife's blessings. Yeah. My (laughs) wife finally said, okay, you can do that. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. You've been coming in the last few weeks and talking about elections and things of that nature. And it's important information for people to know. And I really appreciate you. Thank you for coming in. Anytime. You okay. got a you got a got a seat in here for you. Awesome, All right. we thank you. Appreciate John. her too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Simone, it's always good to see you. Yes, appreciate sir. you being here as well. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, Bible guys, best of Bible guys coming up, and then coming up at nine o'clock, uh, State Representative uh, Julie Mayberry will join me for an hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get with the 9 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, State Representative Julie 
Mayberry is our guest uh, for about 50 minutes. She's got to kick out of here about 10 till. She's got a press conference she's got to go to, stand in front of the press and answer all their questions. What's it going to be? Is it is it something to do with being a state res, uh, legislator? Well, actually, it's with Alzheimer's patients. Oh, um, DHS, okay. we are announcing, uh, and I hope I'm not giving it away anytime soon, but we're going to be doing that here in a little bit. But we have applied $200,000 to go towards respite grants for people um, – who are caring for someone with Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, You know, as a caregiver, you need to take that break. Yeah. And we need to provide help and support for people who are caregivers. Good for Um, you. You know, you need to save yourself first in order to, I mean, what do they tell you on the airplane? You know, when the plane's going down, they tell you put the mask on you first. That's right. Gets the oxygen to you first before you help your loved one, the child, whoever else needs it. And uh, so, anyway, we're announcing that today, that those uh, grants will be available for caregivers. Well, congratulations. Yeah, so we um, uh, chair a committee that's looking at Alzheimer's and dementia, and we're trying to find more ways that our state can be helpful in helping families. It's a tough, tough situation. It is. Uh, My my, uh, mother-in-law is 89 years old Mm. and she's in a you know a facility now where they can take care of her 24 7 and she's pretty sharp to be honest i mean when i talk to her she talks to me and she knows who i am and the whole nine yards Mm -hmm. Uh, my father not so much when he passed away at 75 it was all he was already starting to Mm -hmm. get to to him and we'd be sitting there watching a cubs game on tv and he would tell me the same story every four minutes, you know. But, uh, yeah, I understand what that's about. And, yeah, people need help at, at those times. It is hard. Uh, Senator Ricky Hill also chairs that committee uh, with me. And David Cook is with the Alzheimer's Association. He's been wonderful to work with and guiding us and leading us along to figure out how we can, as a state, come together to help on that now, issue. Ricky's the senator, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. my senator. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Up there in Cabot. Okay. okay. He does he's doing a good job. Yeah. He really is. He's yeah. doing a good job. So let's let's talk a little bit. How was the race? How did it how did it how did well, it go? Well I won. So yeah. you moved on. I, I, I thought I moved you would. on. I, I do have a libertarian candidate in the, the fall, so it's not complete. Right. Um, would appreciate support to get me through um, the final so I can be back in twenty twenty three because I've been working on lots of things. And uh, I want to see those all the way through. (laughs) Do you feel like I had uh, Senator Alan Clark on last Thursday, and he said that he felt next year with the General Assembly. And by the way, last two years, like I usually am over there covering it, I will be back this year to cover it live Good. like when you guys are, are meeting because i always like having you on and and talking immediate about immediate response yes what's yes, going down the immediate response and uh and, and talking about it but uh, he said that he believed that this will be the most uh, conservative legislature that has ever convened in arkansas i would agree with that i would agree with that it excites me yes yes I mean, look, I, I, I've had my run-ins with Asa, and I get along with Asa. I think he's a good guy, uh, but, uh, you know, he and I don't see eye-to-eye pol- politically a lot of times. Uh, he doesn't move fast enough for me, but I think that he was the perfect bridge 
for when the Republicans took over from the Democrats after a hundred and what twenty four or twenty five years or whatever. I think that the people of Arkansas needed to see what Republicans were all about, and we we got that out. But kind of the softer, gentler Republican Party. I, now we're going to get into let's do what Republicans do. I, I would agree with that. That's a, a good perspective. You know, and I think it's going to – I think, look, Sarah's going to win. I don't care if you're a Democrat and you're listening. Sarah's going to win. You might as well get used to it. And I'm excited, I think, what she'll bring to the table. Mm-hmm. When, have you met her at all? I, I have – you might recall when I first came to Arkansas, I worked at Channel 7, and oh, I yeah. did daybreak in the morning. And did you know Karen Fuller? I did know Karen Fuller. Have yes. you called her since I she's gotten back? I have not called her since she's been back. I've been a little busy, but uh, excited to see that she's back in the state. Yeah. But, um, you know, Mike Huckabee used to watch daybreak in the morning, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, we had him on several times. So I remember Sarah being Mike Huckabee's little girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen her grow and uh, through the years and and uh, obviously all that she she did um, in the White House was really remarkable. Yes, it was. And uh, really looking forward to that leadership. I, I mentioned to you, I, I think she is trying to meet with legislators and get prepared for 2023. Well, I, I know that's happening. The, I've been told about people who met with her already. Yeah. So the, the hard part is that when you come in, and, and I was there when Asa came in as the mm-hmm. new governor, Right. you get elected in November and it starts right away and you're in a session and so you really have to be ahead um have to have things in place already know what bills are going to be coming forward and what we're going to be working on so uh it it, it's hard that transition you haven't even been able to hire your folks yet (laughs) and get them on board there was such a transition it was hard in the beginning to even know who is this position anymore who is doing what who's doing what who do you go to for what so anyway lots of transition stuff how about the how about the the republican party i mean how's the caucus looking at all this in the house right now well i think um i mean i can't speak for everybody um but i don't think there's much i just want you to speak for yourself i'm speaking for myself i don't think that there is a feel right now for a special session to do too much um right now i think that there's a lot of people who are quite nervous about our country and different things that are going on and do we need to just kind of hold on to some of this money and wait that's exactly what uh, alan clark said thursday he said hey look we're looking out and even though the president says uh, a recession is not inevitable Hmm. uh it's pretty inevitable i'll put it that way from historical perspective and uh, yeah hold on to the money so you know what's coming before Mm -hmm. it hits and and we will have a new governor coming in and might have different priorities and um, I think that uh, I I don't think there's a, a mood of legislators who want a special session. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't call a special session. That's totally up to a governor. Right. But I don't think the feeling of most legislators right now would lead to let's hurry up and spend this money. Well, there's a few things. You know, there's some things that I want to talk to you about that Mm -hmm. I think in the next legislative session, because I think 2023 is going to be really important Mm -hmm. to the state of Arkansas, because we're going to make a concerted turn to the right, I do believe. Mm -hmm. And and I'm excited about that, all right, because 
lot of people feel that the Republican Party is kind of legislated like Democrats sometimes. But let me remind everybody that you all have only seen Democrats legislate in the state of Arkansas. And now, well, since 2010, about 13 years now, uh, you finally have found your own sea legs. And you know, and I think y'all know kind of where you want to go. So let's talk about that when we come back and okay. what y'all have been talking about. Uh, PI roofing. See, I can get away with saying y'all and stuff. I, <laughs> I, I love y'all. <laughs> I got in trouble. I got in trouble when I worked up north, and I'm from the north. And I used to say y'all because my parents and my brothers are all from the south, and I was the only kid that was born north of the Mason Dixon. And I said y'all and and like sweet tea and bologna sandwiches and stuff like that. And uh, everybody said, what is all this? You know, and I said, it's the South, man. You need to get down to the South. It's a good place. <laughs> anyway, so that's why I do well here in Arkansas. I love it here in Arkansas. P.I. Roofing wants you to know they do well, uh, a, a great job on your roof. Uh, you call Joel or you call uh, uh, Veronica, and they'll send the crew out to your house. Uh, they'll get up on the roof. They'll make sure that everything is okay. Now's the time to do it. I mean, we're into this hot spell, dry spell. If you need some roofing done, get it done now. I was looking at the next two weeks. And there's only two days where uh, rain chances are even near 50%. So basically, it's going to stay still dry. So uh, call them and have them come out, look at the roof. They'll tell you if you need a new roof or if you just need some areas worked on. They can do all of it and make it work. I've been in my house in Cabot now for 19 years, and I can tell you nobody has uh, been on the roof except PI Roofing because they do the job for you and they do it professionally. Call them at 501-707-3551, 501-707-3551, or visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, back with you. We've got uh, Julie Mayberry here. What's your district again, Julie? Well, right now it's 27. Okay. So it's mostly a Saline County district. Okay, so um, they're going to move you, though, right? So the district that I hope to be serving, if I win again in, in November, you will. is uh, Grant and Saline County. It's all of Grant County and a small portion of Saline County. Any idea why they did that? I have no idea. <laughs> have you talked <laughs> okay. to them? Did you, have, I, did you talk to any of them? I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I, Ken Bragg, who serves uh, mostly Grant County and mm-hmm. Sheridan, right. was not coming back. And so there was an open seat. And as you're aligning all these districts and Saline County grew, right. so we knew that my district needed to get smaller and needed to move a little bit and change. They actually added an additional representative into Saline County using a good portion of my district. And uh, with Ken not coming back, there's not an incumbent in there. Um, and so I think gave me a lot of Ken Bragg's district. Because that's kind so, of what they did out in into Faulkner County since Rapert wasn't coming back. They did a lot of maneuvering around. Uh, but, it, it's a difficult task. I would not want to be one of those having to do all that. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the past, and it is what it is. I'm looking forward to hopefully serving all of Grant County. I've met some great people on the campaign trail. I'm learning new things, and um, I, I'm excited. 
I can say I can tell Julie has been in journalism, all right, because she just cut my next question off. She she knew she knew where I would go to, so she she just cut, and that's good. I like that. You answered the question before I ever asked, asked it of you. So let, let's continue on. Let's just talk. Has the caucus met? The House caucus? Have you guys met yet? We had a meeting last week. Okay, was it a pretty? A good meeting? I mean, everybody I, kind like of pulling said, the I, same way? I, I I don't think there was a whole lot of effort, a, a whole lot of um, feeling in there of, yes, we, we need to do something with this surplus money. And I know that okay. sounds crazy, you know, because we don't want... Because everybody wants to know. To, yeah, but I don't think there's a whole lot of effort right now to do a whole lot with it because we fear what's going to happen. Okay. And let's have, instead of a short-term look at something, let's have a long-term look at it, what is the best, and have better discussions. Okay. That That's what my feeling is. All right. So let, someone let, else let, walked out differently, but no, that's... But let, let's talk about some of the things that Sarah has said during the campaign that I think that we can figure are probably going to be some of the top things she'll be looking at when 2023 comes around. Uh, getting rid of the individual income tax. That's something that she has said she wants to do. Did you guys talk about that? There there wasn't any specific conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, I fear just getting rid of that we can't to begin with without solving our spending and without figuring out how you're going to have money coming in to serve in the way that we currently are Um, my fear with completely eliminating income tax is that you will see other taxes go up you'll see property taxes go Mm -hmm. up Um, senior citizens who are on this fixed income you raise their property taxes and they might lose their house because even when you have paid all the debt on your house, you still never actually own it. And well, you, so, could, you could write a bill and say after you get to a certain age, you shouldn't have to pay property taxes any longer. Well, that, that, that's true. There, there are many ways. There's, there needs to be more discussion. We, we, we need um, more at length discussion. Um, but I fear... Um, uh, our sales tax also it's you know, already you, up it's there. already way up there we we can't we're one of the highest in the country as far as sales tax when you include our state and our county and our um, local sales tax so where where is this money going to come from okay, so, so this, little little chops along the way which is what we've been doing right. we have been slowly lowering the income tax rate which i think is the track that we need to continue on Okay. Not a big full swoop. We're going to eliminate well, you know, all this right now. I don't right think now. you're going to be Kansas. Okay, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. But here, here's the, the question I have. Okay, you've made you made my point already of how I feel. All right, I don't think that you can attack taxes until you attack spending. Spending. All right. Yes. You got to get that under control, and you got to be willing to cut. Do you think there's do you think that there's an appetite to cut? Well, what I believe is that we need to prioritize where that spending is. If we're spending things on the back end, we have this crisis situation. What could we have done on the front end that would have saved us money so we wouldn't have to spend as much? I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it in my house. You drive a car every day, right? Yeah. And you know that you need to 
put oil in there and change out your oil every 3,000, 5,000 miles, right? Right. Okay. Well, when you don't do that, you end up on the other end with a car <laughs> that's going to fall apart. That's correct. Right? And so I think that we end up so much in state government, we're not preventing things. We're getting to a crisis situation, and then that's where all the funding ends up going, trying to solve this massive problem, when if we had just done a little bit on the front end to prevent it, we wouldn't have that much spending. Well, you've got a couple of massive problems facing you all. What are you going to do? You're going to need jail space. I mean, the way they've been doing it in the past is filling up the county jails, and uh, holding prisoners there, that's not working anymore. Now the county jails are suffering and local areas are suffering with, you know, criminals being let out. So now you got to figure out what to do. The the governor came up with uh, some additional beds that he wanted. Uh, Do we need another prison in the state of Arkansas? I think we need to put people to work. Okay. Um, So I have a friend right now, I'll just tell you, who um, has helped a a cousin. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing too much of this, but um, who has a cousin that they've helped. um, He's now out of jail. Okay. And they're trying to get him a license, an electrician's license, to be able to work. And he, because he has a record, can't get that electrician's license to work okay and so what can we do to help people because if if they can't find a job then they're going to go back to their old ways Mm -hmm. right (laughs) right so let's get people and we have a huge workmen shortage in the state workforce shortage in the state i don't care what profession you're in everybody is saying we don't have enough workers to do this and right. to do that so if we get them into a job that might prevent them from going into jail on down the road so i think we need to look at those those uh, robin lundstrom actually had a bill um that uh, i feel confident she will be bringing back up again and it was to give tax credits to businesses who hire someone who has the prison record right um i think there's some federal tax credits but we can have some state tax credits to incentivize someone to say okay i'll take the chance because i do recognize um that an employer might say well that's pretty risky for me to hire this person so let's give them a little bit of an incentive to say i'll take the chance i'm going to give you a second chance we all deserve second chances yeah i so, don't disagree i don't disagree know, so, with that so so you know are are there programs where we can help prevent the problem and and um, so so here's an example of, of something that I've been I've been working on and I think I kind of mentioned this to you um, it's going to take me a minute to get there but um, here soon I believe possibly next week we might see a reversal of Roe v Wade uh, I think that's a pretty good uh Okay. You know, possibility. So we have potentially, if that takes place, it goes back to the states. It doesn't mean that abortion is illegal in no. all 50 states. You know, I, I think some people think that. It goes back to each individual state to make that decision. In the state of Arkansas, we passed two laws in the past two sessions. One outlawed abortion, um, said you can't have it except to save the life of a mother. That was the most recent one. It's held up in courts. Correct. Okay. Likely would be continued to be held up in courts. It wouldn't go into effect immediately. But the other one was the trigger law. That's correct. And the trigger law 
says if it's reversed, Roe v. Wade is reversed, immediately you cannot have an abortion in the state of Arkansas except to save the life of the mother. Right. Okay. So what's going to happen? We're going to have potentially 3,000 more babies born each year that would not have been here. And what are we doing to help those moms? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm looking at is um, universal home visiting. When you have a baby, about two weeks out, when you get home, you could have a nurse come to visit you. I need you, you need to take a break. I got to take a we'll, break. We'll she can see, she can see the terror in my eyes. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, 101 on Saturday, you get to be the barbecue, okay? Just to let you know. Uh, East End Towing, don't forget about them. They're out to help you out if you break down and find yourself on the shoulder. By the way, if you're driving down the road and you see the yellow lights and uh, they're over on the shoulder, move to the other side of the road and give the workers extra room to do the job that they have to do to get those folks that are having problems uh, on, on the road and give them some, you know, Make sure that they're not in a hazard area because you're trying to whiz by them at 70 miles an hour or whatever. Uh, no matter the situation, East End Towing is going to handle it for you. Give them a call, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. My guest is uh, State Representative Julie Mayberry. Uh, if you've listened to my show uh, much you know that I ranked her as the uh, second most valuable conservative in the House, oh. right behind Robin Lundstrom, oh, uh, who I, I think is Robin. yes, I know oh. uh, she is as far as I'm concerned one of the best conservatives that's that's uh, in the House today. Uh, I was in touch with her just the other day, and we're working on a time that she can come on the show and we can sit and, and, and talk and and hear what she's thinking. I also am a big believer in the Republican women uh, here in Arkansas. They have done a yeoman's task in the House and the Senate working together, got a lot of different uh, pieces of legislation together, and uh, if they're if they're not feeling proud of themselves, they should be. Oh, you guys, you. you've done a great job. All right, so we were talking about uh, Roe v. Wade and, and Casey should be overthrown, hopefully, here in the next uh, couple of days, in fact, uh, by the Supreme Court. It does not mean that abortion will be illegal uh, here in uh, America. Uh, it does not mean, ladies, that you're going to be a handmaiden. That's not what it means. Uh, it means that the law goes back uh, to the states where it belonged in, in the first place. And uh, if your state happens to say no more abortion except for the life of the mother, then uh, bottom line is that's the way it's going to be. But there's other states that will offer abortion. I read an article today that said right now you can drive within 35 miles and find an abortion clinic in America. Uh, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it'll be about 210 miles. That's not that much. I'm sorry. It's just not that much. That's all. That always was an argument. Well, we want to make sure that you know they can get to those places. Some people can't travel those places. Well, you can get to those places. I'm sorry. There's still greyhound out there. Well, we hope that they don't get to those places and they yeah, they don't have, have a to. baby. Yeah, I'm I'm all about that about life. <laughs> that, but let's talk about hope. that about what you're saying though. Yes. If 
you make it where it's a, a, a woman can't have an abortion. She finds herself in a position where she's pregnant. Then uh, we uh, we truly need some way of helping that person. We do. And and this past session, we did <clears throat> apply more money to pregnancy resource centers to help the woman during the pregnancy. And, and we want to support our pregnancy resource centers. Anybody can support the pregnancy resource centers. They they need volunteers. They're always they need, asking for money. They need help. They need I mean, it. anybody. If you're waiting on state government to solve all your problem or government as a whole, you're going to be waiting a long time. That's correct. Um, the, the best way to solve problems is to do it yourself and get out there and help and volunteer and put your money, your own money, towards those causes that you, you want to help with. But back to the other topic. So um, I am actually have been working for quite some time on something um, called universal home visiting so that every, mo- every new mom within two weeks of having a, a baby could have a nurse come to their home and assess the situation, assess the health of the mom and also the health of the baby. Um, They're doing this right now in Union County. It's privately funded in Union County, El Dorado, and um, they've had great success there. The the program is called Family Connects, and a lot of other states are doing smaller versions of, of this. I'd like to see it implemented statewide, and I'm trying to talk to people about what do we need to do to implement this statewide so that every mom, not just a Medicaid mom, mm-hmm. but every mom gets this visit. Number one, we're seeing that it can help prevent postpartum depression, which is huge. Um, if you have the mom healthier mentally, she's going to be more likely to be able to take care of that baby. Um, it also prevents a lot of ER visits. So if we can prevent a mom from having to go to the ER because of complications or the baby from having to go to the ER, we're saving money on down the road. Um, Preventing abuse of that child, potentially entering um, foster care on down the road, which has a great cost. And once you enter foster care, a lot of times they're in there for a very long time. Can we get to that family in the very beginning and give them resources to help them? Um, A a good friend of mine has been very public on her postpartum depression. She's not on Medicaid. Mm -hmm. She's a nurse. She's an RN. She worked in labor and delivery at the hospital, and she works for an OBGYN right now. Very educated person. She had postpartum depression. It probably caught her off guard, too, didn't it? You know, I mean, it can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. And the effects, not only for her, but also on her husband, and also she had twins. um, And the effects, she wasn't getting her children into well-child checkups which can affect things long-term. Her children, she told me, are now entering kindergarten. Um, She thinks that they're having some emotional, potentially some emotional issues due to what happened at birth. So let's get to people earlier. Let's prevent these problems from happening. So the state of New Jersey and Oregon um, have already implemented Um, well, have already passed laws to create this sort of universal home visiting program. And um, 
I'm trying to have discussions with New Jersey. Got a Zoom conference um, coming up to figure out how they've done it. And uh, they have not started the program yet. It was just passed about a year ago, and they're still in the process of putting it all together. I think Oregon has started rolling out the program. Um, But I think it's so very important, especially knowing the Roe v. Wade decision and what that means to the state of Arkansas. We need to be there to help those families in in the beginning, or we could have greater cost on down the road. Is there there a way that perhaps – I don't know what we have here in in Arkansas. I just know I talk to people who look in, in for instance, adoption. Mm-hmm. They've, there's a lot of roadblocks that get there thrown are. up. Uh, I would think that that's some place that needs to be addressed. Uh, I don't know the tax structure as well in this in this state as I did in Indiana. But I, how about giving people if they give money to their churches and things of that nature? that they can get a tax break and maybe the churches can at that point get more involved i'm 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 about getting churches involved and not the state absolutely um you know i think we could save a whole lot on mental health care if people found a good church (laughs) i agree with you (laughs) that's my mental health care um you know every sunday my pastor sets my my brain right. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think we lean on some of those resources that are already there. Now there are some people that truly have mental disease, mm-hmm. and and it goes beyond that. But yeah. it all starts with little steps and where we frame our our mind and what what we want to. We control our thoughts, and when we start getting adversity coming our way, and we concentrate on the adverse things. And stop seeing the beauty, the things that are good. That's when we start falling down. Um, and I think that's what we need to be doing more of. We need more people in church. Yep. <laughs> we need Jesus Christ in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he, he can straighten us out. Open up that Bible. Read that instead of reading what's on your phone and reading that social media. That's just going to create more problems um, if you're having um Mental health that issues. That you're already dealing with those <laughs> that's problems. That's not going to help you. Yeah, TikTok ain't <laughs> going to save the, you, that's no, for sure. No, open up that Bible. Read God's Word. Yeah. Um, let Him put that fuel into you and reinvigorate. So as you, as we move into 2023, we're running out of time, so I yeah. wanted to ask you some questions about this. seems like that Sarah is open to school choice. Mm-hmm. She seems to be very open open to the money following the child. I'm excited about that. If that happens, I think uh, – and look, I'm a, I'm a product of the public school system, mm-hmm. all right? I went to public schools all my life. But I'm going to tell you that the public schools that I went to did not teach the stuff that public schools teach today. And uh, that, uh, uh, I look at what my grandchildren have been taught. And I try to deprogram them as best as I can as their as their as their their pop or their granddad, and uh, I'm all about kids having the opportunity to go somewhere where they don't have to be subjected to that. I believe in more options. I think the more options 
that that we have that are out there, the better for the parents to make the decision on on what is the best for that child in that situation. Um, you know, we have a lot of children with special needs. That's my daughter. Yes. You know, is in a wheelchair, um, spina bifida. I truly felt that she was better in a public school. She needed to be in a social environment, that. and I'm thankful that uh, she was in public school education and and our school district stepped up to the plate and took care of her and gave her a great education. She graduated um, with, a, I think, a 3.5 and two college credits uh, or two college courses um, right. under her belt, you know, finishing. It was a great decision. But I do speak to a lot of families who have children with special needs that are struggling in the school system. And um, their child just needs a different, a different avenue. And so if we can provide... Um, more options for families. I think that's what we need to do. Julie, we have an administration in Washington, D.C. that I know probably for you, but definitely for me, does not reflect what I think America needs to be. And uh, we have a president who said, if you don't let a a boy who identifies as a girl use the the girl's bathroom, I'll cut, I'm going to cut your lunch money. At your at your school, so with 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 that in mind, how are you guys looking at? You're going to have to go to war with the federal government. They're going to come after us with the way we run the state of Arkansas. Do we have enough time for that answer? You got two minutes, and I got to let you go. You told me. Uh, we just need to fight back. I, I, I mean, there is no simple solution. You just take it. You know, you've got the. How, how do you need to eat an elephant? You take it one bite at a time. Right, right. You know, and as this one comes up, uh, you know, you try to fight back on that. But uh, I, I, that is quite a question there, Dave. <laughs> well, and it's one that you all are going to have to deal with. Yes. That's the key. It, uh, the, the legislation, uh, the legislators are going to have to deal with this. And uh, whoever is the AG, which I think is still going to be Tim Griffin, he's going to have to deal with it because he's going to have to go to war with Washington. Right. No doubt about that, as Leslie did. Leslie did a good job as AG. She really did. All right. Julie, with that, I'll let you go. I okay. know you've got things that you got to do. We'll have you back on in the, in the near future, probably before the election. I look forward Sounds to having great. time to sit down and talk to you again. I appreciate all that you do. It's good to see you again, oh, by the way. You. It really is. I used to catch her in the hallways all the time yeah. over at the Capitol. Yeah. You have a great day. Thank you. All right. Again, I'll let thanks you get for on what out. you do. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let me remind you about uh, Pat Davis. Pat Davis will help you with your health care. You want to save 30 50 percent he's the guy that can do it want to get out of paying co-pays he's the guy who can do that he can cut back those big deductibles but you you just got to do it the pat davis way talk to him about it uh, it really does work as people are finding out they can save in many cases five thousand dollars a year small businesses are saving fifteen twenty thousand dollars a year Call Pat Davis, 501-605-6935, or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. Finish up for today. 
My thanks to uh, State Representative uh, Julie Mayberry coming in and spending time with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I like her. I like her a lot. I think she does a lot of good work when she's over in the state legislature, and uh, we'll see what she has uh, to come up with in 2023. But we'll talk to her before then as well. This is something that I'm trying to do now with the show, having this extra time now that I have, is to bring the – you know, the politicians on, the people who are going to make a lot of the, the different decisions uh, and push the different pieces of legislation uh, for the, the parties so that you can hear what they're thinking about before we even get there. That's really important for you uh, to know uh, here. I can tell you right now, I've got uh, uh, was it? Senator Hester is going to be on with me. Uh, from Cave uh, from uh, Cave City, he'll be uh, joining me next Thursday, a week from Thursday. He's the president pro tem. He's the head of uh, the Senate, so he'll be joining us uh, next week. I've uh, I put in with some other folks, uh, asked them to to join me here on the show. Doug White's going to be with me on the twenty ninth. Uh, we're going to talk uh, on the twenty ninth uh, uh, about uh, electricity. Uh, Doug used to work for uh, the electric co-op. He knows about everything there is to know about the grid and all of that. He will join me and we'll talk about that and uh, the rules and uh, things that are happening. I mean, what happens when we go and and let's say let's say two thirds of the people driving a car right now over the next seven years suddenly have an electric car. Do we have the electricity to run all of those automobiles, I just saw that Texas has passed a law that they're going to build uh, recharge stations every five miles. Every five miles, you'll find a recharge station uh, there in Texas on the highway. That they want to be able to have that. Uh, th- that's a lot of money. It's going to cost to do that. Do they have the necessary? Uh, electricity to to handle all of that. That's all things that have to be dealt with uh, as far as electric cars and going green and the whole nine yards that you want. You know, I don't have any problem going green. I just don't want to be forced in it uh, as if by driving prices of gasoline up to, you know, $6 a gallon, uh, it's going to put me into an emergency Quandary that I got to figure out how to buy an electric car. I don't want to see us do it that way. I'd like to see us let's do it in a, a coordinated, logical way, which is fine. If you want an electric car, buy yourself an electric car. That's fine. But don't try to, to make it mandatory because, uh, you know, that's the only thing that you can drive uh, without you know, breaking the bank, so to speak, to fill your car up. That's not the way to do this. And we've heard the president talk about that's exactly what he's trying to do uh, with gas prices right now. He let that out a couple of weeks ago. I said it weeks before he even admitted it, that this is what the left wanted to do, to artificially inflate price so that uh, we had to artificially run headlong into the Green New Deal, which, to be honest, not all the questions have been answered about renewable energies. 
we we just don't have the the, the the base power that we need with those uh, with those types of technologies to power not only our cars but our nation. We start seeing brownouts and uh, that and we and that starts happening. Uh, a lot of people are going to change their minds about uh, the Green New Deal. I mean, they they've been seeing that in uh, uh, over in uh, uh, California already. They have rolling brownouts and blackouts. I'm just telling you, we don't want to see that happen in our country. You don't want to have to live your life that way. You don't want to be in bed late at night and, uh, you know, you're sweating, you know, uh, in your bed because the ele- uh, the electricity has gone off for a couple of hours and you don't have any kind of air conditioning. And, uh, you know, that's what has brought about what we have here in this country uh, as far as the south goes until air conditioning came uh, and became readily available the south didn't grow once we got air conditioning people didn't mind living in phoenix arizona or atlanta georgia or little rock arkansas because you get into the air conditioning if we don't have that ability We'll probably see another migration and people move back up north. I'm just telling you, that's the way it used to be, the way it was. All right, we're out of time for today. I wanted to take a little bit of time to say uh, what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, We make it into a a Wednesday. Yep, it's going to be that time. Enjoy your first day of summer. Uh, Like I said, it seems like we've been in summer for about three weeks now here in Arkansas with the 90s that we've already had. But today is the longest day of the year. It is the summer solstice. Keep that in mind and uh, enjoy it. But uh, tomorrow uh, in the first hour, probably just be me. I'll be talking about the issues of the day uh, tomorrow. But uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman in the... uh, seven o'clock hour and in the nine o'clock hour gina be with us from little rock tours and uh, i want to remind you about the patriot tour we'll talk about that tomorrow as well don't forget about thursday thursday important day in the nine o'clock hour that's when bart hester will be here senator bart hester will join us and uh, he is the president pro tem that's the man who sits uh, at the top of the senate kind of runs what bills are going to happen and things of that nature and we'll talk to him about what he sees for 2023 time for me to get out of here have a great afternoon i will talk to you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.